This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. The NHL season is underway. There's more ways to watch it than there's ever been. And of course, there's more ways to have a little fun with it. And joining us is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Uh, Nate, this has been an interesting opening to the season. It's good to be able to start another uh, year on the ice with you. Yeah, absolutely. It has been a really kind of an interesting start, hasn't it? I mean, we've seen some teams come out that have just been on fire uh, to, to start off the season. And a couple of those teams we're actually going to talk about. Um, we've had some surprises. We've also had some surprises in the negative sense. I mean, Sean, you and I are in the Denver area and, uh, you know, we know there's been some injuries and things, but the avalanche have not exactly looked like the team that was, uh, the odds on cup favorite before the puck dropped, uh, on the season. So, uh, it has been kind of a mixed bag here to start the season, but I will say this. It was nice to see the start of the season, uh, you know, sort of where it was, quote unquote, supposed to be on the calendar uh, after obviously a, a really crazy 18 months in the world of sports, uh, knowing that we're going to play a full 82 game schedule, getting back to more of the usual scheduling. So not, you know, playing 10 games against the same team, uh, but actually getting some some inner uh, conference games. Uh, east and west so all of it as, as crazy as it has been to the start of the season it has been somewhat comforting I guess uh, with the fact that we're seeing a little bit more of the normalcy just in terms of the scheduling and these teams playing each other yeah it has been interesting in that regard because some of these teams of course a lot of the teams they haven't played each other in essentially two seasons so that makes it really really intriguing and it makes it a little more interesting to try to uh, handicap some of these games. That's why we're jumping in here, you know, maybe about a, a dozen games into the season. So you get an idea. But you're right. Otherwise, you hop in. You wouldn't have thought the Colorado Avalanche at this point, the uh, odds on favorite to win the cup, the defending president's trophy winners. You probably thought they'd have more points than the Seattle Kraken at this stage, but uh, here we well, are. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you know what's fun, Sean? I mean, I, I know some people have, have, have talked about this before, and, you know, this is a little bit of a broken record. But, you know, I, I give the NHL credit for how they added the expansion teams, how they added Vegas and how they added Seattle. I think the idea that you get to draft, you know, a player from each team, I think it, it allows Seattle to come in and be competitive right away. Um, so, yeah, I think it actually says more about the Avs than it says about the Kraken. But, um, you know, I think the the start of the season for uh, Seattle, I feel bad for them that they had to play five games on the road before they were able to finally uh, play a home game there in the Pacific Northwest. But, um, you know, I, I it's been exciting to see that that team uh, join uh, the NHL. And, and Sean, several months ago, I was actually in Seattle uh, just for a weekend, just to get away with my wife. And man, that uh, that logo, those sweaters, bumper stickers, you name it, are all over that city. They are so excited to have professional hockey. Well, and with good reason. Obviously, it is a blast, and I think the people in Seattle know that. And I, I thought those first five games on the road, heck, that was just building enthusiasm. Well, we'll yeah, exactly. We will get to the crack it in just a little bit, but let's go ahead and, and take a look at some of uh, tonight's game. There's a full slate tonight. Let's try to do it in the order in which they will drop the puck. So uh, the Kings... At 6-5-1, a team off to a pretty good start, goes all the way to Montreal, a, a 
Stanley Cup finalist off to an atrocious start. Uh, three and ten. What do you see happening in this one? Well, and in this game, uh, from a betting standpoint, we're going to focus on the total on this one, Sean, which is set at five and a half goals. Uh, you know, as, as those of you that, that bet on hockey consistently, you know that the number usually is between five and a half and six, occasionally uh, six and a half. Uh, but that five and a half number, very, uh, very popular. And I'm going to take the over uh, in this one. That's my pick. Um, you know, you look at the fact that the Canadians, as you said, started off absolutely horribly. Um, uh, Cole Caulfield, who I thought had a uh, had and I think still has a really good opportunity to be the Calder Memorial Trophy winner at the end of the season. Um, you know, they've had to send him down. He's looked a little bit shaky, he needs to kind of find his his footing, if you will. And then they'll be able to bring him back up. And there was a lot of expectation after the performance he had in in the playoffs last year that he was going to come in on that line with Nick Suzuki and that they were going to just be this really solid uh, top line for the Canadians. Well, that hasn't happened for the Habs. And in fact, in their first five games, uh, what did they score? I think four goals total. I mean, this Montreal team started off very slow. However, if you look over the course of the last seven or eight games, um, the average goals for the Canadians are going up. They're up to about 2.7, 2.8 goals per game uh, at this point. And in six straight games, they have scored at least two. So I feel really confident in the over on the five and a half on this one. Um, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that the Kings tonight are on the second night of a back-to-back. They beat Toronto last night, surprisingly. Uh, Toronto had been very good at home and just absolutely looked like crap last night, to be honest with you. Um, and L.A. beat them five to one. So I'm a little bit concerned about L.A. on the back-to-back, but I still think that they're going to be a lot of scoring in this one in Montreal. So I'm taking the over on the five and a half. And that's a good way to, to look at it when you're maybe new to uh, to going and have a little uh, hockey action here. The idea is uh, you can find those those over-unders. You can find some of these props. You can find some of this. And if you don't necessarily need the Kings to play all that well, you just need them to go ahead and be in the mix. You know, in that case, uh, any sort of the outcome that, that gets over that number works for you. So that's one of the ways to look at it. Obviously, uh, Anza Kopitar off to a great start, 15 points. In those first games, uh, not a shock, of course. This is the guy that's been the key to their offense for a while. And uh, for a team that's been rolling, you know, who knows? Uh, Yeah, you have one more uh, game the night before. But then again, when you won it, builds a little momentum going forward. And maybe they'll have a little jump. And the Canadians, obviously, you're catching them at just the right time. So let's stay out east. But let's go uh, south more than a little bit to Tampa Bay where the Lightning will host the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the league thus far, maybe a surprise for some of the folks who aren't too familiar with them, but not a complete and total shock for those of you who have been watching this franchise build itself up over the last couple seasons. Well, and and the term you just used right there, Sean, I think is the most important, and that's build it up. Carolina is one of the deepest teams in the NHL. Um, You know, we've talked plenty of times about teams, including just Montreal, we were just talking about, um, and even the Avalanche to a certain extent, um, where you might have a just absolutely phenomenal top line. Maybe your second line is pretty good, but sometimes there's a precipitous drop off by the time you get to the third and fourth line. I think Carolina is just an incredibly deep team, um, not only in their division, but in the NHL in general. Um, And so to me, the fact that through their 10 games, they're 9-1-0, I don't know that that's necessarily a huge surprise. Now, Tampa... 
Um, you know, they, they've managed to win four out of their last five. Um, so that is good. They have not been necessarily dominant at home. I think that's going to change over the course of the season. Um, you know, they've played five at home. They're two, two and one. Um, but, you know, Carolina right now, I just feel like the way that they are playing, um, the, the, the streak that they are on to start the season and the fact that Tampa has not really found that home ice advantage. Um, I like Carolina on the money line uh, in this one tonight, even though they're on the road against Tampa. Um, but I think that depth that you talked about, this team that they have built up, it has definitely been a process for the Hurricanes, um, but they have stuck with it and they've given themselves a pretty darn good team because of it. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a game that they can win on the road. Uh, and so my betting pick for this one, I'm going to take Carolina on the money line. I love seeing uh, any sort of game where Frederick Anderson is in net. He leads all goalies with eight wins. Uh, he is in the top five in save percentage and in goals against average. That is a uh, a guy that is rolling. And so when you're looking at a team to go ahead and get a win, uh, a team that has the best guy in net usually has a pretty good chance of doing that. Now we have a team in disarray in the Chicago Blackhawks. Things are a disaster uh, on the ice, off the ice. It is a mess. The Penguins have been uh, kind of just hovering four, three and three. They're just kind of there, which makes this game a little interesting to try to take a look at. I, I like Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh hasn't really impressed me thus far. Yeah, it's been kind of odd. It's They've been sort of up and down, and obviously they've had to do it um, at times without uh, Sidney Crosby. Um, they've gone with stretches where they did not have Chris Letang. Uh, they didn't have uh, uh, Brian Russ. They didn't have a number of those, but they're gradually starting to put their lineup back together. Um, it is looking like uh, Sidney Crosby probably you know, not going to play tonight, but is expected to be able to be back with the team coming up later this week, which will be obviously a huge boost um, for them. But... What's crazy is even though Crosby has not been playing, Pittsburgh has a winning record uh, and actually has managed 11 points uh, without him, um, which is which I think is a testament to the fact that they've realized they can't just put all their eggs in the Sidney Crosby basket, no matter how good he is. Um, these two teams have played before already this season. Um, Pittsburgh beat them uh, and, and beat them rather soundly five to two. Um, and I think that, you know, I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to continue to deal with, um, you know, the injuries that they've had. And as you said, take advantage of a Chicago team that has been uh, in disarray, has had a lot of distractions both on the ice and off. Um, right now, their record, I think, is either second or third worst in the entire NHL. They're just off to an, an absolutely terrible start. Um, and so, again, this is one where. You know, frequently I like to give some credit to teams for home ice, but I just think there's too much going on with the Blackhawks right now. So I'll take Pittsburgh on the money line. This would be the one where I'm not going to go crazy on it. I'm not going to, you know, put put the mortgage on it, but I sort of like throwing a dart on Chicago here because they are at home. Uh, their backs are against the wall. Sometimes teams perform well. Plus, they still have Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury is one and seven with the goals against a four point one we all know he's a lot better than that and i will figure that eventually he's due for a bounce back maybe just maybe it's tonight i'm not going crazy on it but you know you gotta you gotta call a shot i'll call that one the blues take on the winnipeg jets the blues of course one of the better teams in the league uh really deep really physical play a really good game winnipeg uh, no slouches either these are two of the more interesting clubs in that western conference uh tonight in Winnipeg, Jets slightly favored, but not by much. Yeah, exactly. And this is another one, Sean, going back to actually kind of the point that you made when we started everything off talking about 
the Kings and the Habs game a moment ago. Same idea here um, that, you know, the Blues are the Blues are very good. Seven, two and one uh, on the season. They're sitting in second place in the central. They're right behind uh, the Minnesota Wild. They only trail them by uh, a point. And, you know, Winnipeg is right behind them. So you've got this uh, this just kind of bunch of the top three teams there in the central division of the Western Conference. And so this is one that I think I could see the game going either way. And so because of that, my from a betting standpoint, I'm turning my attention away from who I think is going to win. And I'm looking at the scoring and I'm looking at the total. And I'm going to take the over in this one because you're talking about a St. Louis team that right now is averaging 3.7 goals a game. Winnipeg is at 3.3 per game. So, again, if I play the averages, we're looking at a game that I think is likely um, to you know hit that six goal mark. Um, it might even be something that takes us into overtime. Wouldn't be surprised at all. If we get overtime in this game and they're tied 3-3, let's say, uh, and we wind up with a final at 4-3 and we've obviously already hit our over. So this is one that I'm going to step back from who I think is going to win it because I think this is a great matchup. I'm really looking forward to this game tonight, Um, but I'm going to focus more on the goal scoring. Um, and this is one that I think um, both of these teams are going to try to pepper each other's netminder with shots in the hopes of either sneaking one past or getting a solid rebound. Our last one of the day, one of the more entertaining ones on the slate, those Kraken that we talk about, go to Vegas. The last two expansion teams face off. And Nate, as I'm looking at it right now, Vegas is a slight favorite. I don't know why they're a slight favorite. To me, that's, uh, you know, you love looking for plus money, but a slight favorite on Vegas with the Kraken 1-5-1 and on the road. Uh, I'm rolling with the Knights all day. Well, and in fact, Sean, I'm actually going to roll the other way on you. Much of the way you and I were on either side of that Chicago-Pittsburgh game, I'm actually going to take the Kraken at this point because it as bad as their record is, if all you did was look at the standings, um, they have actually had several games over the course of the start of this season that I would categorize um, as uh, as tough breaks, as ones that you go, gosh, this this absolutely could have been a coin toss. It could have gone either direction. Um, and I think that as they have continued to play more and more, especially, you know, coming together as a team, again, we were talking about an expansion draft. These are guys that had not played together before. Now you're starting to gel. You're starting to see more of what you can do across your lines, especially when we start talking about power play units and penalty kill units. I think they're starting to find their footing a little bit better. Um, I think they need to get a little bit better goaltending at times out of Philip Grubauer, the former netminder for the Avalanche, who was uh, signed by uh, the Kraken to be their number one goalie. Um, he has he has looked good at times, but he has not looked as good as he did last season for Colorado, in my opinion. But I think it's just a matter of time that he hits that. He's obviously very familiar with Las Vegas, uh, as as that's obviously one of the the teams that the Avalanche had to deal with and contend with last season and certainly lost to not do so well right yeah exactly so Grubauer is very familiar with them so I I, this is one where um, you know I this is this is not like a two-unit play or anything like that for me Sean but very similar to what your point was about Chicago about sort of just eventually finding it um, this is one that I believe um, that I'll take those plus odds with uh, with Seattle and maybe look for a little extra payday he is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me there at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. The hockey season is underway, and this is what we do. Give us 15 minutes. We'll take you through the league with the best opportunities all around the NHL, and we'll do it a little bit later this week once more. Thanks again for the time, Nate. Appreciate it. 
Absolutely, Sean. Happy to have hockey season back. I, I love our good friend, Jen Piacenti, but it's nice to be able to talk some hockey with you. <laughs> it is fun. Looking forward to it. And thanks to you for joining us. Uh, feel free to subscribe if you'd like wherever you get your podcast. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. 